Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and good evening to all of my good eggs out there. This is another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. Here we are, back at it again, first one of the week. And as you can see, I'm being flanked by my WrestleTalk cohort, Louis Dangor. Louis, uh, I would ask how you are, but I know you're not feeling amazing. So um, thanks for being with us, you trooper. No, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I uh, I had an interview today with EC3 that was scheduled. And, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna send him this and be like, wait, well, he was he was all right enough to be on wrestling day. I told him I told him I'm doing this. Uh, so I I messaged him and I was like, I don't think I can do this. So he sent me a video of just him calling me a mother effer, which was lovely. But um, no, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm excited to be with you today for the final sort of week before Christmas. I'm I'm upset we don't have the video uploaded into Streamyard. We can't because it was very. I'll send it to you afterwards. I don't it was, think it's appropriate. Is it very expletive laden yeah. video? Yeah. Um, a good point coming here from Dion. Louis will win Quizzlemania. That's right, guys. Quizzlemania, the year end of the Christmas special, is going down this week. I believe it is, Lou. Um, right. Yeah, it is indeed. I uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I've spoken to Adam about this oh. show. Um, so take okay. that. Take that as as you will. Uh, we'll we'll have a chat. We'll we'll have, we'll have a little chat. <laughs> uh, I mean, I am firmly supporting anyone who represents wrestling daily. Uh, so, Louis, no pressure, man, but bring it home. Bring it home. Um, Adam <laughs> Adam Southfield says, "When are you going to post TV's TV rating this week, Alex?" Yeah. So, anyone who didn't see this, um, I I did the ratings for AEW and NXT last week, which for some obscure reason, makes everyone hate each other. Um, I don't know why it does that. And and T-Bar decided to uh, tweet me and tell me to just concentrate on tweeting his numbers. Now, for some obscure reason, um, Retribution do huge numbers on YouTube. They they legitimately do. Um, So there you go. He's a draw in that world. So that's... uh, there you have it. Um, so, I, I mean, there's quite a lot for us to talk into today. And as you guys have seen by the title, a lot of that derives from Kevin Owens. I was lucky enough to chat to KO yesterday for the first time in my career, actually. Very 
a thrill for me because I'm just such a such a big fan of the guy. And I mean, and... anyone that I've spoken to, and I'm sure you're the same, only has nice things to say about Kevin Owens. Like he just seems like the most lovely, genuine, down to earth guy. So I am incredibly jealous. I think, um, and he, he even says this in the interview that he's grown a lot in the past like three years. Um, he was very kind of one track mind early in his WWE career, but I think he's learned to enjoy it now and savor the people in the company and things. So yeah, there's very interesting chat. You may have heard it on my show yesterday with TalkSport. If you didn't fear not, it will be on YouTube and I have written up articles about it as well. So you will get your Kevin Owens goodness, but we are going to discuss some of the things that he said there today. Uh, Next tag teams at WWE rejected um, his feelings on Goldberg and losing the belt to him and wanting another reign. Um, original plans apparently to face at the time what would have been a 73-year-old Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon at WrestleMania with Sami Zayn. Yes, that was a plan at one point. Um, you know, Kevin, he, he spoke about so much uh, during the call. Um, and also, you know, we'll get on to the Goldberg stuff. I hate talking about Goldberg, but I'm going to relay what Kevin Owens had to say because I agreed with it greatly. Um, so, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of stuff to touch on there. And that's not all, to be fair, Louis. It's not just Kevin Owens only. Uh, we've got Lana and all the fallout from Raw. Um, Elias telling Lillian Garcia that NXT wanted to can him. And of course, there's Chris Jericho and New Japan. So why don't we start and work our way backwards to the main event, Louis? Talk to us about Jericho and New Japan. Yeah, so this obviously has a lot to do with Chris Jericho. Um, obviously, his, his stuff with New Japan and Harold Mage moving out of New Japan now. So potentially signaling a sort of renewal of the relationship between the two so on wrestling observer radio dave Meltzer said uh, there have been, uh, there would have been a chance you would have jericho if the situation was different i know when harold mage was there because of the cost he wasn't that hot on bringing jericho back jericho from what i believe does not have a contract with new japan anymore i think that's expired but with harold gone i know there was a renewed interest in jericho but it doesn't matter now because he couldn't go that's something for down the line. So this is obviously in reference to Wrestle Kingdom. He can't go and work Wrestle Kingdom, I think, because he's already two weeks quarantine there. So, I mean, unless he doesn't appear on Dynamite for the next few weeks, which he's got a match schedule, so he definitely will be. So he can't be at Wrestle Kingdom. But it's good to see that, like, the working relationship between New Japan and AEW might be sort of... Um, Better than it's been in the last few months with New Japan, when AW talent being able to work New Japan dates and New Japan being interested in that, with obviously Harold Mage out. For those that don't know, he was the president of uh, New Japan who's stepping down, and there was a lot of talk of him being quite not anti AW, but not wanting that relationship really. And I mean, Tony Khan has gone on the record to say he'd quite like. I mean, at the beginning we saw. I mean, Moxley is United States champion, so the we have seen. AEW talent going over to New Japan, but we haven't really seen that the other way around. And Tony Khan, he said to us on the media call after Full Gear that he would like that relationship to be more uh, sort of two-wayed. And it looks like we could potentially be getting that. Yeah, reciprocal is the word reciprocal. you were looking for. There we go. Um, there we go. Mutual. I, yeah, there you go. I, I mean, it's been one-way traffic, but obviously covid has put paid to any kind yeah. of traffic either way uh, this year. But, you know, AEW have only been too happy 
to let their talent go ahead and do that. I think Miro even said on his way into AEW that he was open to a New Japan run, and so was yeah. AEW. So, I mean, look, I spoke to Jericho ahead of his Orange Cassidy pay-per-view match. God, what yeah. was that? All out. So all, all out. Beginning of September and end of August. And we were talking about New Japan, and I think he he was pretty happy like with who he's faced and he has had the, he's had all the big ones really naito akada tanahashi um Ibu, like ibushi like he's did omega there as well yeah oh yeah exactly like he's i think as far as jericho's concerned you know i mean of course there's plenty of people you could still work with in japan because it's just like a fountain of talent but i think the main people that jericho wanted he's had so whether he goes back or not I think he's comfortable with it, but um, yeah, it, it's one of them times. By the way, the time in the world is just not really conducive. You said it yourself yeah. with the quarantines and things. I think if the time was going to come, now seems a difficult time anyway. Yeah, I think it's more just sort of the idea of uh, how the regime is going to change and the attitudes with that now that Harold Major is stepping down. So are we going to see more of a crossover? Are we going to see New Japan willing to let talent go over and work AW dates in the States? Uh, well, that'd be, that'd think- be the only difference, though, wouldn't it? Like, the only difference really would be them coming over to the States because yeah. they even when he was at the helm, there were still guys going over there. Yeah, I mean, it was... But th- those were really before AW launched, I think. Like, have we seen anyone join AW and then go over? Moxley has been over, right? No, but I know. I think di- didn't he go? He was in. He was in New Japan before he was AW, right? Right. But what I'm saying is, he's still doing it as a yeah, part yeah, yeah, of yeah. AW. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's a but he's an AW talent working New Japan dates, obviously. So it would be, and obviously the same would be for Chris Jericho. Um, but it, uh, I'm hoping that we see more of sort of a a crossover. And if Kenny Omega is doing his whole belt collector shtick, then it would be nice if Kota Ibushi wins both the titles of Wrestle Kingdom early, uh, sort of early next year, for them to have a clash over all the belts. If Kenny picks up the Impact title and the AAA title and sort of like a massive belt belt off, I guess you'd call it, uh, that'd be quite cool. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing that and I hope that is something that once obviously the pandemic starts to slow down, hopefully fingers crossed uh, and travel restrictions are lifted or relaxed, that it is something we can start to see more of with um, with talent moving across more freely. Well you've just said it yourself that is the perfect way the belt collector gimmick would go, that is the ultimate, if we can get that amazing um, obviously it's a steep hill to climb with a lot of hurdles but to be fair, I could, you know, the impact end of that is probably going to happen. I think Swan Omega is going to be set up in the next couple of weeks. So um, can the New Japan end of that deal, though? And like I said, the Ibushi story, can that all tie in? That is another question. Um, let's move on to Elias talking about how NXT wanted to fire him. Now, I read this transcript. I haven't listened to it, but I read the transcript with Lillian Garcia. Um it just sounds like an, and this is professional wrestling, I guess, what you've been conditioned to feel like it is, like from a WWE standpoint anyway. Just sounds like a terrible place to be, like treading on eggshells all the time, like, you know, being told, right, well, you know, do something, mate, or you're out the door. Like, I understand that, that that's pretty much the way of the world in many jobs, but man, it, it, it feels like they put it all up against you to succeed there. And, you know, the, the story he gave Louis of, 
what what he had to do and the pitch that he had to do to save himself. That whole story is is very funny. Yeah, I mean, and the thing with Elias is, so I did an article earlier this year on people that, I mean, we always hear like, oh, NXT is like the highlight. Once you get to the main roster, you're ruined. So I did a list on people that were actually did better off on the main roster than they did in NXT. And Elias mm. was pretty high up on that list. I think he was only second to Roman Reigns. Um, so you could understand why, like he, like he wasn't a name like a Samoa Joe or a Shinsuke Nakamura or a Finn Balor or, like, or formerly Prince Devitt who'd come in already with that name value. Like, I, I mean, I, I didn't really know who Elias was beforehand. He seems like one of those guys that was sort of a, um, always seemed more main roster suited than NXT suited. And I think he was struggling to find that gimmick in NXT. So he said, um, Basically, that he didn't have a gimmick, and he was on the chopping block for NXT numerous times, like on list to be cut, and he kept being told to come up with new gimmicks and new gimmicks. So he said, um, uh, "So uh, he said to Lillian Garcia, I put together a character I refer to as the Judge or the Drifter. Obviously, the Drifter was what he debuted, which is eventually what I became. I put together a vignette, merchandise, ways to debut, feuds, a whole packet. I presented it to them, and they said, this is good. Let's meet and talk about it. They bring me into this roundtable room and everyone is there. Dusty Rhodes, Nick Dinsmore, who is uh, Eugene, uh, everyone who works there. He sits down, has my packet and goes, all right, we all looked at it and it's really good. Shoves it to the side and goes, what else you got? I'm like, what? He goes, what else you got? I spent the last 30 days making sure this was great. That's what I put my effort into. You said it was good. Yeah, it's good. But what else have you got? So he basically starts yelling in Italian at Dusty, Nick, and this unknown guy who obviously he's not saying to sort of protect him. And uh, he started yelling at the battalion, uh, turn the lights off. And when they came back on, Dusty said, uh, holy crap. Not holy crap, he said something else, but won't repeat it. And uh, Nick Dinsmore said, I got goosebumps. And uh, the guy who put him on the spot said, that's it. So Elias saved his job by shouting in Italian at uh, random people. But um, no, it is... Doesn't really make not sense, random. does it? Not, not really. <laughs> not random. I mean, it, it does just show like the the crazy world that is NXT and is WWE as a whole. Like you just can't make some of it up. But I mean, it is. I think he, he's far more suited to the main roster. I think he'd be doing a lot better right now if there were crowds, uh, because I mean, his like shtick just suits having a crowd there. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of Elias. I think he's great. I think he does for what he does is very good. Not he's not going to be a ten out of ten in the ring, but he can. He's a great promo, great guy to talk to. Like I mean, he's he's been involved in with the Undertaker and John Cena. They clearly have a lot of stock in him. I think Inside the Ropes reported that. that I mean, WWE's high on him, but I mean, everyone's high on everyone's WWE's high on everyone nowadays. Um, they should be uh, if they pay him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, hope. they should be. It's you like hope. a football team. Not it's like a football team not being uh, impressed with some of their players, but um, yeah. I do think that it's it's nice to see him doing well on the main roster, although something that went down last night, which I guess we should talk about now, um, might might not uh, put him in good stead, unfortunately. Well, we will pivot to Elias uh, from last night in a moment, but it is a good time to remind you guys to get your Ultra Chats in. You can see it at the bottom of the screen. Get your questions at WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestle2. And then the lovely mods 
will give us your fantastic takes and we will bring them to life. We will bring them onto the show. We will discuss them. You will get your money's worth. So wherever your donations may be, they will be read out. We do appreciate them. They are my favorite part of the show and your fantastic comments as well in the live chat. Please keep them coming, guys. That is the lifeblood of Wrestling Daily. Um, also, like, share, subscribe, all that great stuff for Wrestle 2. Do that on Twitter. Do that on YouTube. Make sure you are connected with the home of Wrestling Daily. Uh, and like, turn on those notifications as well. You don't want to miss when Louis Dangor is in the house. You don't want to miss when Steph Chase and uh, SP3 are giving their hot takes. I actually believe... Correct me if I'm wrong, Louis. SB3's episode from Friday is maybe the biggest numbers we've done thus far. Um, yeah. So it just shows you guys. Yeah, I mean, it, it was obviously massively helped with uh, the Keith Lee news breaking just before. And I think that is the advantage of like the Wrestling Daily as we do it, where we can be reactionary to the news that comes up. I mean, we've discussed stuff that's broke while we're on air before. We've had people in the comments bringing stuff up. And then we've brought it to our attention. So this is why we love doing the show. It's interactive. It's We can react to stuff that you guys want to talk about, the news that's just breaking. Um, so, yeah, we are we appreciate your support uh, more than you guys know. And it's been – how long have we been going for now? Three months? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, two, two months? It's about two, it's about two, 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 it's about, it's two months. It is two months. So, yeah, we, we, do, we do massively appreciate all of the uh, – all of the help you guys have given us. And we're going to have a bumper, I was about to say five episodes next week, but I don't <laughs> think we are with Christmas. No, no we're not. <laughs> we're having three. We're, gonna, we're, we're having two episodes and that's that. No, no three. We're, we're having three, three because yeah. TLT on Monday. Yeah, we will We will on our Twitter and on the shows towards the end of this week, we'll, we'll talk about our schedule for Christmas because obviously uh, we're not going to be doing shows on Christmas Day, which I don't think anyone will be watching us and understand. And we we, we got fat, Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. There you Thank go. You. Although I am wearing a Christmas jumper, Christmas t-shirt. That's okay. We can all appreciate each other's cultures. That's fine. Um, I, I, I didn't even know when Hanukkah was, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it just goes to show you with those kind of numbers and interest that uh, the Wrestling Daily is uh, is growing nicely, and it's all thanks to you guys. So please do continue to shower us in your glorious love that uh, we appreciate so much. So... I guess let's go back to a lot. Yeah, Alex knows. Alex knows. Um, Low-key, the A-show. Let me just say that what we're about to talk about next, um, I'm going to approach with no bias, <laughs> but I don't like Jackson Riker very much. Um, Louis, talk to the people about what he's doing on Raw now. Smart of you to uh, hand this one off to me so you don't have to deal with it. This is this is your job in essence, though. <laughs> Yeah, it is. But you just give me the dodgy ones. Um, so obviously everyone knows about Jackson Riker during the Black Lives Matter movement. Some comments emerged from him that were sort of pro-Trump, anti-Black Lives Matter movement, which rubbed people the wrong way. Fans wise, critics wise, journalists wise, people in WWE, like his fellow colleagues weren't happy. Publicly sort of took took issue with him on Twitter, which very rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. He has returned after not being on TV since that happened. Um, and he is now Elias's second, sort of his muscle. He's seen the light, and uh, I, I don't think that was a good way to phrase it, um, especially having him beat up guys. It, it just it, it glorified him. I wasn't a fan of it. 
I think this is going to be unfortunate for Elias because people are going to like when I when I'm watching an Elias segment, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it because I'm just going to be thinking about Jackson Riker, unfortunately. And I mean, I haven't seen anyone be positive about this online. And I know normally with with stuff like this, you have a couple of people positive, a couple of people negative. This has been pretty much 100% negative. Uh, and you know what? I can understand why. So unfortunately, it doesn't look like this is going to be changing. It was, uh, we reported last week, or not we reported, but we said on the show last week, a report from Fightful, that um, this was, it, it, they did it on main event as a sort of a test run to see how the water, sort of, sort of see how the reaction was. The reaction wasn't good and they still went ahead with it. Um, but uh, what, what can you do? What can you do? It's... He's one of several people on w- on TV at the moment with, unfortunately, a bit of a checkered past and some 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 questionable things have emerged this year about him and many others on the main roster, unfortunately, that are still on TV. Uh, I just hope that Elias isn't sucked in with this. Mm, not a not a good idea. Not a good segment either, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Raw as as a whole wasn't great last night. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there, brother. Um, I. I don't have too much to say on it. I just, other than uh, I think it's ill-advised and not timely. There's all kinds of things wrong with having Jackson Riker in some kind of powerful, prominent position. Um, other than that, the crux of it, if you take all of that out of the equation, it how does it enhance Elias? Like, it doesn't. He, he, he's weighed down by it, if anything else. The man has talent to stand on his own. That's what you should do. Uh, I, I mean, just... he's always going to feel second to the to the uh, AJ Styles and Omos tandem because it's it's basically the same thing, like a big bodyguard and uh, like a mouthy guy that's going to hide behind the bodyguard. That's basically it. So I think to to have both of them on the same show is stupid. Mm. Mm. Just don't yeah. it. Like, I mean, if one was on if one was on that and one was on Raw, okay. But like, I don't, I don't know. Same... Like, I don't necessarily think that it's like. You can't have, you know what I mean? That'd be like an AW no, going, oh, you can't have, you know, Tully and you can't have Jake on the same show. Do you know what I mean? Like, it depends. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, I, you have to judge every case on their merits. I get what you're saying, um, but, I mean, I, I, I agree in essence just because I don't want Jackson Riker as the bodyguard. Like, the yeah, bodyguard, I, like, I don't really I get that, that either. He, he's like, there's a big difference way. between Omos, who is literally seven foot three and gigantic, mm. And then buying him, you buy him immediately just because of the size. But Jackson Riker is just a bit like... Phew. And also the size difference. Like Elias is a pretty, pretty, pretty big bloke. He's a very like big bloke. I, like I wouldn't be... Like if Elias was in a fight, I wouldn't be like, you're probably going to get your ass kicked. Like With AJ, I would. So you kind of buy into that almost range that he needs him. But I don't really think that Elias needs Jackson Riker in terms of on the mic, definitely not. on uh, In promos, definitely not. In segments, not. In the ring, not. I just don't see how this benefits anyone, really. Yeah. I interviewed, Apart from Jackson uh, Riker. I, yeah, yeah. I interviewed Elias at, at the Performance Centre in 2018, I think. Late 2018. And yeah, in the flesh, that guy's arms are huge, by the way. He is, he is big. Uh, and he's a really nice but guy. I've had that well. with like every... Like, I met Cameron Grimes. And he was big. Like, you mean, like, you, he doesn't look big, but they're, they're just all huge. I was surprised. Walter, I've met, is the most ridiculous big. human being I've ever met. Keith Lee, huge. Mm. I don't, I don't know if I've met Keith Lee in the flesh. I met, 
Um, I've met Big Show, who obviously is just ridiculously big. He like his hand literally like swallows your hand. Um, and Braun Strowman, I've met him a couple of times. He's legitimately insane how big he is as well. Um, yeah, there's they are all. They, I mean, they all take you by surprise, right? Like even Triple H. You know, you forget because like it was like the norm in the main event back in the two thousands that like mm. you were six foot four plus probably like Rock was six five, Triple H six four. You know, I think even Austin's like six two. You, you take that mm. for granted, right? Because most of them are you know whatever. Um, we're kind of getting off track I mean, there. I know you and I being six six, we we swamp anyone that we that we interview. I I <laughs> I honestly for years thought I was six foot. I like legitimately, legitimately said to everyone whenever I got asked, I was six foot. Um, and I then had had some surgery. I can't remember what it was. Maybe for my shoulder. I've got a pin in my shoulder. Um, and then, you know, you do the pre-stuff medical and they were like, hmm, 5'11". I was like, what? <laughs> do you want to try? No? And they're like, yeah. It, it was fine to fight the hair up. It was, yeah, it was really, really heartbreaking to, to, discover, <laughs> to discover I didn't make the magic six. Very upsetting. Um, mm. well, I'm 5'11. What are you like? 5'8, in you yeah? something like that? 5'7, five, 5'7, seven. Five, seven. like mm. a pocket rocket, Louis. That's what you are. Wait, wait, I've still got a few more years of growth, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. I mean, you should, I assume. If not, if not, uh, stilts, that's, that's <laughs> like, I oh, start calling you like Louis Mysterio. There you go. Exactly. Well, I haven't said that. Dominic Mysterio is massive. Compared to his family, for some reason, because he's not raised, that's why. Well, that's it, mind you. Eddie wasn't exactly six two either, but there you have it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Eddie. 
Anyway, let's, let's kick off with uh, the ultra chat that we've got in the chamber. Remember, guys, please do get them in. No problems with PayPal this week. None at all. Please get them into us and let's get talking. And this moves us on nicely to what happened with Lana last night. So Matthew McCoskey says, good egg, by the way, perfect scenario for the women's tag titles match. Charlotte is the partner. Hmm. They lose. Sets up Oscar versus Charlotte. Charlotte wins, likely at the Rumble. Charlotte versus Ronda at Mania 37. Ronda wins. Ronda versus Becky at Mania 38. Or just Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. I mean, yeah, I was I was along for the ride there. And then you went, oh, no, or just Charlotte and Rhea. Um, I think Louis and I have, have said before, Charlotte and Rhea is where we would like to see this story revisited, if only for the benefit of Rhea Ripley getting the win back that she deserves. Um, before that, Lou, run us through what happened last night with Lana uh, and where we're at. So yeah, Lana was written off TV last night after an attack by Jax and Baszler, and she won't be at the pay-per-view TLC this weekend uh, with uh, Asuka for their tag title match. Uh, Michael Cole said uh, during the show that Asuka's got to find another tag team partner. Some have speculated Kyrie Sane could be coming back for, for a bit of a reunion there, which could be really cool. Uh, some have speculated. God, I'd love Mayer. that, by the way. Mm. I would love that. Yeah. Some, I saw someone say Becky Lynch. I mean, Vince has probably offered it. Vince has yeah. probably offered it. <laughs> yeah, he's probably been on the blower. I don't doubt that. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, but, I had someone else say Naomi as well. Like there are some possibilities. I've seen some people say Lana is just going to like come down by the end of the night. It's going to be a two on one handicap. Lana comes down, puts Jacks through a table. They win, which could I mean, happen if if they were going to actually give the narrative some credibility. Then you know, like that's actually not a bad thing to do because it's not. It's, it's not awful. The but, whole, but it's not what they're story. doing. I mean, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But it no, would be. It would be the underdog payoff that you hope for. You know, is it going to be Tessa Blanchard debuting? I don't think it is. But is it going to be? Ooh. You know, there's there's a lot of different things that WWE could do. You know, it could be a call up from NXT. A lot of different stuff. I th- I don't know what it's going to be. I I think I do. Charlotte. I, I do know what it's going to be. Um, although you know, things I say that with all the confidence that I do. And we all know that things could change. But I was told ahead of time what would happen to Lana last night was going to happen, um, which makes me believe what I was told is going to happen Sunday is going to happen. And if it does, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone because I, I don't believe in that kind of journalism. I think that's not journalism at all, really, is it? Just spoiling things for people. Um, but I, I'm excited to see it. That, that much I will say, and I do think it will have good ramifications coming into the next, uh, you know, Rumble season, Mania season. I do think yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I mean, in terms of the, uh, regardless of if Charlotte, I know, I know um, Matthew Makovsky said Charlotte would be the person uh, winning, uh, sort of helping um, Asuka. I don't know whether that is the case or not. I think probably uh, just by the fact that it's it, like it's, I know you reported uh, around the summertime that it would she be around for the rumble. So if she's not back on Sunday, I reckon she'll be back on Monday. And what I think, I don't think she's going to be in the rumble. I think she's going to be challenging Asuka for the Royal Women's title. 
So um, uh, the Rumble, so I I think that it would work to have them as a tag team. We know they love doing that. Oh, like oh, the tag team partners go into like the WrestleMania season feuding. I think Charlotte would make the most sense. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. Obviously, and we'll be giving we'll be giving our predictions uh, yeah. on the Friday show. So we'll we'll if anything else breaks or if any news emerges about it, we'll obviously bring it to you guys. Yeah, um, time-wise, Louis is right. It would make sense to be Charlotte. Uh, in my original report, I did say end of 2020 or Royal Rumble season. Um, yeah. I did also... Hang on, did, didn't you say Slam and it was actually someone else that said <laughs> Don't you drag my name through the mud. Um, that would be Dave Meltzer and Mike Johnson who said SummerSlam. I said... I remember and it was those two, right? And it was those two. And I messaged Alex and I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? And he's like, literally, trust me. Do you know what the worst do you know what the, <laughs> do you know what the worst thing of um that report was? Is that I I'd quoted what the source said and it was zero percent chance and then i remember it being the week of SummerSlam, and i said to louie like shit what if, what if she comes back <laughs> like what, what if she you, does i don't know you're the biggest charlotte fan you're probably sitting there thinking like don't come back don't come back don't come back yeah well this is the thing like i knew her surgery was like july 27th something like that i knew the actual date of surgery so i knew and obviously you meant to like six weeks after all that stuff so i knew like physically like not only had the person told me that but also it lined up with logic and I thought, surely, surely this is a report that I'm not going to, you know, trip up on. So um, luckily I didn't. So we'll see how that plays out. It'd be, you know, I'm, I'm whether it is Charlotte or not, I'm very excited to see her come yeah. back. And There's I mean, a... in, in terms of Matthew's thing, when he said they lose, I don't think they, I don't think if Charlotte returns in this match, they like she loses her first match. I think it, if it is Charlotte, unless, unless, like he said, it is setting them up for the feud. Like they they cost each yeah. other. Yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, I don't. So I think Jackson Baszler are winning the the match unless it is Charlotte. When I think Charlotte's going to win, like unless it is Charlotte, and then I think it will be Charlotte probably picking up the win. You know what? As well, It'll be the Grand Slam for Charlotte if she won it. Mm, WWE love giving Charlotte those accolades. I mean, she um, would have done everything right apart from Money in the Bank. Yeah, I mean, she in terms of title, I think I think she would have done everything like because because no one can even equal her now in terms of having the Divas title as well. So, well, yeah, I think I, mean, I think Mickey could Mickey James. I, Mickey I don't, James I, was she Natalia only ever the women's champion? Yeah, Natalia could. Um, but anyway, she'd be the only one who who has all of that stuff. Um, yeah. But again, we don't even know if that is her yet. I will say that the picture of her in the gym the other day was ridiculous. See, yeah, they've got biceps for days on Charlotte mm. Flair. Um, but as we said earlier, there are a lot of options, man. Like Naomi's been on the shelf for a little bit. Um, people have been talking about plans for her moving forward, uh, even like. I doubt it, but Mickey James has been out injured since that kind of botch finish with uh, Oscar, which storyline wise, you Would know, make sense. could kind of make sense. Yeah. So, um, Melina, yeah. I know, like, uh, Peter inside said Melina and even Maria both don't sign. Don't, don't tell Melina that, mate. She she gets hot about that report. No, 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 no. But I mean, we, we have seen that before, in fairness. We've seen. Edge isn't coming back. We have seen Brian Cage isn't signing with AEW. We have seen <laughs> it all before. Yes, we have. Um, right. 
Yeah, actually, someone just said, I know Elizabeth's joking here. Um, Peter's Nikki Bella. Um, but the Bellas are also primed. To I, make d- I don't know about them, right? I, uh, it would be weird seeing Nikki in another tag team. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be here Sunday. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. they will, they may factor into the picture of who wins. So that might be something to consider. Like WrestleMania season, I wouldn't be surprised if they positioned the Bellas as the challenger for the tag titles. So you have to think of who they would want opposite the Bellas. Like there are there are things to consider. Um, although I don't know if you know, I don't. I'm literally just speculating. Don't take that as gospel or a report in any way. But anyway, guys, thank you. Uh, for that, Matthew, and any more Ultra Chats or great comments you guys have got for us in the live chat, please keep them coming. Uh, until then, let's talk a little bit about Raw, and I don't think this is going to take too long, Louis. Um, I woke up at about 5.30 this morning against my will, my children um, wanting milk and rubbish, um, and I thought, oh, I'll read what's happened on Raw. I always do that first. I'm just going to check out, in case you know if anything ridiculous has happened. Yeah. Um, and as I was skipping through, I was like, hmm, this seems extremely missable. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I thought, you know, the fiend popping out of fire. I was like, I mean, on paper, that seems okay. I didn't, I haven't actually seen that in reality yet. Um, and the line of thing getting injured, I was like, oh, okay. Other than that, not a lot going on, Lou. I'm just going to take a note of the time because I've got a swear coming just to let Ooh. Pete know. Um, raw was shit. Oh. Like, objectively shit. Um, it was the one of the worst go-home shows I've seen in a long time. I mean, what are they doing with Keith Lee? What are they doing with... like The, the AJ and, and uh, Sheamus match was brilliant. Uh, I really like that. I think Sheamus is doing some of the best work of his career. Uh, unfortunately, I don't really care for the shame. Like, the in-ring stuff is going to be great with Drew and AJ, like it's going to be fantastic, but the, they haven't done a good job with the feud building that up and what the, the story they've been telling. Unfortunately, not a lot of raw was great. I mean, the Lana stuff wasn't good. Uh, Matt Riddle, at least he picked up a win and it looks like they're giving him like he's excelling in these backstage segments. I know they're going, they're getting mixed reactions, but I'm liking it. Uh, I mean, all all I know from from Keith Lee, obviously, is he was so much more improved this week with that one class at the Performance Center that he went to. It was noticeably he was so much better. Um, obviously in jest, uh, it was. I, I the booking made no sense, like nonsensical. It was nonsensical. A lot of the show just made like and I, it just made no sense for a TLC show with a couple of good matches. I don't understand how you can get it so wrong. Even it was so wrong. Normally, it's like one or two bits that are like, mm, yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work. But none of it worked. Like, hot, like apart from the, the AJ Sheamus match, nothing worked. Sorry, it was I'm just sorry. bad. I'm just letting you bad. go. Mm. Honestly, it, it, it angered me. It, I don't know whether that was because I was up at about 5.30, unable to sleep. So I watched it being very tired and very grumpy. So I was like, <laughs> hate that. Piss off. Hate that. Um, could have been that, but I just wasn't a fan of it in the slightest. It it, it wasn't a good show. Didn't you like the six man new day? It was very formulaic. And like, listen, I, I don't want to see them wrestle every single week. Like some variation of them wrestle every single week. Like, can you not make things feel special? Like, imagine enough. it. And I, I'm I'm not putting them on the same level, right? But Young Bucks and FTR. 
imagine if the week before we had like, I don't know, someone on the Young Bucks versus someone in FTR. Like it just devalues it. Especially if the week before you have Cash versus Nick, and the week before that you have Dax versus Matt. Like just too much of the same stuff. Just space it out a little bit. Like even if it's a couple of weeks distance, just it 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 just doesn't work for me. Especially because SmackDown is so good, like so good. It had a like a, it's so so weak last week, but. Still stronger. Thing, Still stronger than Raw. So much stronger. And I don't understand how you can get it so wrong. I so um, I, I agree. Uh, a hard agree, in fact, with you on the whole. Just be more creative with the feuds. Like I, I really... The whole idea of a pay-per-view match is that you would pay to see it. But nine times out of ten, you've seen a variation of it on TV anyway, and it's just like rematches or continuations of a feud, and it's just not special. Um, I I do take the point. You know, the tag teams, they've you know painted themselves into a corner because who else do they work with? There are like no other teams well, I mean, to work if with. You, if you had like like they've got a few teams to work with, you'd space it out a bit, wouldn't you? You wouldn't give us the same match like 15 times in the space of three weeks. But this is what I'm saying. How do they... I mean, all right, there's no, different okay. stories you, you can you do. You don't need a match. No, that's what I'm match. saying. You can do yeah. segments, vignettes, whatever. But the point is, is that the tag division is so, so shallow that they can't yeah. even like they can't even build... So this is yeah. another thing, right? And I've said this on Twitter before. WWE's favourite thing in the world is to have champions lose to people to set up a defense against that person, which nine times out of 10, the champions actually overcome as well. So it's so pointless and futile. And you know that they're just getting a victory to look strong enough to get a shot, to eventually lose that shot. That is one of my most frustrating things with WWE. And that's what they're doing now with mm. the tag division. And, and again, like I said, they've put themselves in that position because they literally are. I can't tell you who else there is on Raw for them to feud with. I mean, Retribution don't have an interest in titles apparently at the moment, whatever um, it's. And I mean, it's, it's like, I just like Moxie lost his first match. Actually, that's a bad example because Drew hasn't really lost, no. but I mean, like it's uh, FTR didn't lose to the young bucks to set up the young bucks match. Like, um, Dar like Cody didn't lose to Darby Allen to set up their TNT title. Well, you you was about to use a Moxley example. That is a good example because um, Omega. But had I mean, to... in, in terms no, no, of the top title, hang on, hang on. Yeah, Omega, he had to win Omega, Omega had to win his way to Moxley. Right, that makes it seem important. Those matches, they have stakes. They have, you know, Moxley is a prized person. You have to work to. You don't just get to face the champion. You know, to and and then oh well, hang on, I've beat the champion, so therefore I've jumped up to the front of the queue. That is WWE's most lazy, lazy booking decision. They do it so often; I, I, it's it's painful. Uh, I, I I'm not, I don't want to sit here and like just crap all over any product, you know, let alone WWE. But I'm hard and I'm hard pressed for a go home show as well. What did it really do? What did yeah, it I really know. do? And I mean, our job in in this, in what we do, is to be honest with our reporting, our coverage of stuff. And if a show isn't good, we'll say a show isn't good. And I mean, you know, like people that know me on Twitter will know 
if I like something, I will talk about why I like it. And I, a lot of SmackDown I have liked. But unfortunately, Raw the past few weeks has really dragged. And it is that two hours. I mean, like Raw this week dragged less for me because I watched it on like one and a half times speed. And it was still too long. The, mo the most um, annoying thing with Raw, above all else, is that they have a boatload of talent. It's criminal that they can't do what they can do with the talent that are on Raw. So WrestleVotes tweeted three minutes ago. Recently, a group of writers were asked to make a list of underutilized talents that, that, that they felt could shine if given the opportunity. Those lists range wide, but nearly all of them contain Cesaro, Angel Garza, Chad Gable, Carmella and Peyton Royce. They'd all be on my list for sure. Mm. Uh, and I mean, Angel Garza on this list on Raw, nothing in weeks. Peyton Royce on Raw. Nothing in weeks. Garza's had nothing in terms of matches. They are doing the vignettes though with his with the Rose and stuff, which seems did to be going somewhere. No, I don't know if they did this week, but I'm saying he's had the story going the past few weeks. No, no, they dropped it. I don't think he's had it for the last three weeks. I might be wrong. You are wrong. He had it two weeks ago for sure. I remember seeing. Oh, it. I know. He, I know he didn't have it last week, and I don't think he had it this week. No, I, I, I haven't seen this week, so I couldn't for sure say, but he definitely had it two weeks ago and then even redid the rows and that was the whole thing, right? Where they yeah, were, yeah. oh, so yeah. he definitely has done it recently. But uh, no, you know, you know me, I'm a big Angel, Angel Garza fan. And, you know, do I think Carmella's there? I mean, she wasn't used before this gimmick now. Sure. She had a great match. She had a great match. Like, I, I liked her, her stuff with Sasha Banks. I mean, Cesaro... Probably the most underutilized guy on the roster for me. Ever. Top five. <laughs> top, he's up there for me. Top five wrestlers in the world right now. Chad Gable, legit Olympian. Peyton Royce, I reported a couple of months ago that no one, like no one has a bad word to say about her. Everyone was very keen on her. Thought she'd improved a lot with obviously her husband, Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze opening their training school. She was said to be going down there a lot and that, a lot of people attributed that to helping her succeed. And I mean, all of these people on that list, I would like to see pushed better. I mean, I can think of 15 other names on this list. Alistair Black should be on that I was list. about to say, Alistair Black. I mean, I'll tell you what, let's go through the comments and see if anyone has suggested anything that stands out. Alistair Black, Dolph Ziggler. I mean, we're not in 2012. Uh, Ziggler, um, Ziggler gets enough. For my liking, he's like, yeah. not the, I don't mean that a derogatory way. Like, I like him, uh, but I mean, he's on TV regularly. Ricochet, oh my god, I, I, I was looking at Ricochet, I was looking at Ricochet the other day. He is just like, say, like, his year has just been split into like thirds. Like, the first, the, th the first third was pretty promising, right? He ended up getting the title, you know, Lesnar, Saudi Arabia, all going well here, and then the second third, he spent getting decked around by the Hurt Business for like three months. The last third, he spent getting dicked around by Retribution. So what a year that guy's had. I mean, at least... At least I don't know how you get it so wrong. Like, so wrong. It's right there. 
open goal. He is a man that can flip himself inside out. <laughs> and you're like, you, you know when you know when Sinkara used to do that trampoline thing? Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's cool, but it's gimmicked. I think Ricochet could probably do that. Probably. On his own. Like, this guy is... When he did that jump from the, like, into the ring to the outside and just, like, incredible. He is so good. And I know WWE loved, like, gifting things and and putting tweets out. Like, imagine, like, you could gif Ricochet weekly and go viral with the stuff he can do. But they did. In NXT, they did. I mean, but uh, NXT is a different beast. They can no, recognize but as, what I'm saying is they had the right idea. Like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how could WWE not look at that and go, oh, they've just gone out oh, well. Who knows, man? Who knows? But, um, yeah, I just thought, see, th- this is why we love the Wrestling Daily. The The report came out three minutes ago, and we've already spent five minutes dissecting it. Name me another show where that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean like the one thing i will say is there's a couple of guys like cedric alexander and shelton who i would have probably put on that list prior to the hurt business so i'm yeah. glad i'm glad to see them getting some love I mean, and hope lastly like a year ago i probably would have put on that list but i mean he is probably one of the most well-protected guys the top five like protected guys in wwe right now along with roman drew if you turn if you turn wwe on for the first time right like let's just say you tuned in and you watch raw and smackdown one week if i I tuned into raw i wouldn't tune in again well let's just say you did and you 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 watch the whole programming bobby lashley would be the one would be one of the people you looked at and you were like wow look at the size of that guy like he looks great he looks like an absolute and he's presented as such well exactly and he's got mvp with him if you were just looking at it like that, you'd think, yes, that is one of the, yeah, should be one of your top guys. Um, anyway, let's move along because we haven't done Kevin Owens yet, which I was on yesterday. And I will break that down for us shortly before we finish on some ultra chats. So um, first of all, Kevin Owens was talking about a lot of different stuff ahead of his universal showdown with uh, Roman Reigns this Sunday at TLC. I asked Kevin Owens about his feelings about wanting to be universal champion again uh and it was very interesting what he had to say i'm going to release that article tomorrow i said to him did he feel like he wanted to have another reign to kind of right the wrongs maybe you know maybe did he want to rewrite the ending to his title reign because we all know not many people liked the fact that goldberg was the man to take the belt off him but kevin owen said i don't really care how it ended It ended the way it ended, and they all have to end at some point. At least it ended for a reason. There's a reason for it ending beyond, hey, Owens wasn't doing a good job because that wasn't the case. Whether it should have ended that way or not is another discussion altogether. And then he goes on to say that he's never been a fan of Goldberg's work. Um, He would work with him again, he says, if they could do a story or whatnot and, and play out. But he doesn't see the benefit in it because... Uh, and to quote him, Goldberg has never really been about wrestling matches, which, in fairness, he hasn't. So unless you're prepared to get in there and squash him with your finish or take a lot of his finishes, it's not going to work for you, is it? So I, though, Louis, would like to see Kevin Owens top of the heap again. Uh, and KO does say, I don't want to do it at Roman Reigns' expense, by the way, but um, Kevin Owens does say that when uh, he was champion three and a half years ago now, which doesn't feel that long ago, but it, it's crazy that it is. It doesn't. It doesn't. It feels like six years ago, but also a year ago. 
Yeah. Um, three and a half years ago, he was champion. And before he was dethroned, he said he didn't enjoy it. He was so like, obsessed with trying to make it good and trying to, uh, you know, be in the spot. You know that you know what I'm saying? He, he was so obsessed with trying to be what he thought everyone wanted him to be that even Vincent Mann himself, Triple H, Shawn Michaels have all said to him since you just didn't enjoy it. You weren't you weren't being um, the way you were hang on, you weren't being the way a champion should mm. be. So he's the what what he wants to do more than anything else is to be champion again so he can do it the right way. But I mean that is crazy to me to think because his segments were some of like his Jericho segments with Supper Jericho were some of the funniest stuff I've seen on TV in, in years. Excellent, yeah. I mean, the I don't has there been a better segment than the Festival of Friendship since the Festival of Friendship on TV? I don't think so. Mm. Maybe some of the recent stuff with Roman would be up there. That's but other than that, to mind, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Like uh, it was perfect. Um so it's crazy to think, obviously, that you don't know. Like, he seemed like he was having a whale of a time with Jericho on TV, coming up with this stuff, and he wasn't enjoying it behind the scenes. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Kevin Owens back in, in a world title picture. Uh, not the extent of, like, if you said to me, oh, he wins on Sunday, I'd say no, I wouldn't like that. I think that Roman still needs to win. But, um, I mean, like, you you prolong the story out and him being Roman at SummerSlam could be on the cards. I'd quite like a Drew and Kevin Owens feud. I think that could be cool. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of options there. Kevin Owens is just fantastic. So Thumbs He truly up. is. He truly is. Um, and he also told me, you know, I said to him, isn't it criminal that him and Sami Zayn have never had a tag title reign? Let You know, less than that. They've never had a tag title shot in WWE. Um, and obviously, I wanted to bring this up to Kevin because he had the whole sit-down segment with uh, Daniel Bryan and he was talking about them maybe being a team. And he's made it quite clear that he would like it if he could have a shot at a tag team title. It's something he hasn't done in WWE. Um, and, and then he started telling me all about the pitches that he's made in WWE, all of which WWE have rejected. He's pitched for a tag team with AJ Styles. He's pitched for a tag team with Ali. He's pitched for a tag team. I don't know if this is retribution, by the way. I'm assuming prior to that. Um, he's pitched for I a tag yeah, yeah, I do too. He's pitched for a tag team with Apollo Crews. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn along that too. Like He says that him and Sami have talked about it. They do want to do it. Just WWE don't want to. I can't get my head around that, Lou. It's an open goal, so why would they want to do it? It makes sense. Why would they want to do it? It makes too much sense. Too much. Honestly, imagine like uh, Kevin Owens, like they have backstage segments. Kevin Owens, like, all right, like what's going on with you, man? Like you're ducking your way out of wins. Like do it, like you're one of the, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Do it. Kevin slowly starts turning him round, turning him round to the idea of like, listen, you're one of the best wrestlers in the world. We start seeing Sami Zayn like slow baby face turn. We see a tag title run, and then we see a singles match between them at WrestleMania. I mean, it is so open goal that why wouldn't they do it? Because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I know that right now that Sami Zayn is the IC champ. Like, so it's cool that they're doing something with them. But in the past, like couple of years that we're talking about this, and they have been on the same brands, particularly when they embarked on their heel run post Hell in a Cell with Shane McMahon. 
why wouldn't you make them the champs? Like you look at the tag divisions and stuff like they, they could have, they weren't doing anything else really. Like neither of them been plugged into world title programs or anything. Like yeah, I mean, why, it's, it's why like, wouldn't you have had it? Oh, sorry, yeah, it's, it's not like both are like, as you say, like Kevin Owens has been like, since he lost the universe like, in and around that world title picture where you're like, all right, we don't want to take him away from that and drop him down. But like, I mean, they, they've not been doing anything of note. that's like a valid reason. Um, I mean, Sami Zayn was out for a while with injuries. That could have been the plan. They've been on different brands for a while. Um, I want to see like a ba- like a babyface Kevin and a heel Sami feud. Like, I mean, that would be interesting. Mm. But I, I, I mean, in terms of the reject, like I know you tweeted the reject, like who he rejected. Apollo Cruz, I don't really see like working. Like, I just don't see it working. I think Apollo could have done, done Apollo could have Apollo could have used it. Like he could have done with that, like great talker there, sort of doing the stuff. Probably could have like brought him out of his shell. Ali would have been great. I mean, I know they had that match at Fast with Daniel Bryan, the triple threat that could have spun out of that. Daniel Bryan, I mean, tag team with them would be. Exactly. I mean, imagine Cesaro and Shinsuke versus like Bryan and Owens. Like, I mean, right itself. Uh, AJ Styles, that'd be cool. Like, but I mean, for two people that are so talented, they had no ear in chemistry when wrestling each other. Um. So, so I mean, and listen, like two of the best wrestlers in the world, they just couldn't, they, they couldn't do it together. I don't know what it was. Um, maybe like now the heel and babyface dynamics are switched, it could work. But no, I, 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 do, I, I hope that I hope by the time all, when all is said and done, that we do get a tag team title run, whether it is heel or babyface with Sammy and Kevin. Yeah, me too. I think I think it'd be criminal if they didn't do it. Um, those two as rivals are always there and that's probably going to be a lazy booking plan at some point for them to, to go back to. Um, but I would like to see them team up and just for the record, like Ali or Apollo Cruz could have worked in my opinion with Kevin Owens, just, just by the virtue of what you said, like he, Kevin Owens is the kind of guy that could bring the best out of guys like that. It could have even been a heel turn for any of them. And you go that way and Kevin Owens prize out of them with that. So there you go. Uh, Kunal 3641 says, does WWE know what an open goal is? No, they don't. But that does bring me to a point. On Sunday, I was playing football, Lou. I scored a brace, right? Uh, a lovely free kick I scored, by the way. Bottom division of football. Don't, don't worry about the standard. And uh, <laughs> I had you a penalty. Play, are you playing with your daughter and her friends? I had, yeah, I mean, I wish. Well, I don't. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I, uh, I had a penalty for the hat trick and I missed. So a save, a, no, a miss? No, a miss. You know, it, the the penalty spot was like super boggy, so I was like, um, I was like, you know, I could have bet money. I could have bet money on you. I bet, I bet you looked down straight away. No, what's, what's going yeah, on? I, I, I looked at like I looked Ground's at the ground. Good. I looked at the ground. The last like, oh man, I'm just gonna have to like. I don't know, side foot it. Because it, it was one of them where like the ground is so boggy that you're like losing your footing almost, not slipping, but you feel really sludgy as you're coming up to it and you're not going to get a great standing foot connection. And uh, I literally was like, well, I'm just going to side foot this bottom bins. Keeper won't make it. I'm just going to side foot it. Uh, yeah, high and wide. <laughs> so like, yeah, high and wide. So like, as I've hit it, I thought, how has that even done that? So yeah, anyway. Moral of the story uh, here, on. Alex McCarthy, bad player. I'll tell I'll tell you my football story. So um two weeks ago at Power League, right? Ball comes into me. You remember Bergkamp against Newcastle? No, I'll, I'll stop this story already. I'm not having it. 
<laughs> I refute right. what you're about it to say. To it comes to me. I get it. Flick it up. Goes onto like my teammate's chest. Chests it and volleys it. Oh, honestly, what a goal! What an assist! Just ten out of ten. Tony Khan, if he followed me on Twitter, would have been liking that. <laughs> I'm, upset. Like I'm upset he didn't like my 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 penalty miss tweet. To be honest, he's, he's, I th- he's too busy. He's too busy changing wrestling. No, I think if I'd bagged the pen, he would have gone. I like that, but because I missed, <laughs> right. he was like. That I mean, it's Fulham did all right against my Liverpool over the weekend, but the less said about that, the better. Go on, let's go, let's go on talking about Vince McMahon and, and uh, his scrapped WrestleMania plans. Yes, we will before uh, we're going to finish on a couple of Ultra Chats too. But Kevin Owens did also open up to Kenny McIntosh of Inside the Ropes, and he was talking about the time he was lucky enough, yes, he was lucky enough, to headbutt the WWE chairman, Vince McMahon. Legendary segment, of course, on SmackDown uh, a few years ago now. And, uh, you know, KO went on to have a feud with Shane, had an Cell, he'll run, Sami Zayn alliance, all of that good stuff, which eventually culminated in the return of Daniel Bryan, right? He came back at WrestleMania 34. He would be Shane McMahon's partner. Shane McMahon, fresh off a uh, helicopter crash, by the way, uh, so you know the 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 ups and downs for this match because Jericho was going to come in and save the day at one point as well, and that didn't happen. Uh, you know, Shane decided he was going to do it. It it was all over the place, but apparently the original plan was Vince McMahon, seventy three year old Vince McMahon, and Shane McMahon tagging against KO and Sami Zayn. Now say what you will about that on paper. I think that's awesome. Like, I, I'm just saying from a paper perspective, it wasn't be it wouldn't be a great match like we got, and I'm very happy we got the Daniel Bryan return. I truly am like that. I'm glad that everything kind of the sea parted for Daniel Bryan, but that would have been an all time amazing moment for KO and Sammy. Uh, the match would have been booked with the most ridiculousness that you know. Somehow, they it would have been insane. Um, it would have been just like a spectacle. Everyone would have been like, this is, I mean, horrible to have for a 73-year-old man. But at the same time, imagine for KO and Sammy to be able to say they had that match. Like, it's crazy to think that Vince was, I mean, it's crazy, but it's believable that Vince was considering that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Matthew said here, so if if Vince and Shane teamed up, who would have Brian faced? I reckon this was, he didn't specify, but I reckon this was probably the plan before Brian was cleared. Yes. So, and, and I think when Brian was cleared, they wanted to put him in a tag match where he was massively protective. I think if you'd you look at to, it, you'd have to read the quotes from Inside the Ropes. But I believe, without having the quotes in front of me, that he intimates as much that Daniel Bryan's yeah. return changed the plans. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say it like explicitly, but I mean, it's heavily implied. He he kind of suggested it, so I wouldn't be surprised. And I mean, if you, I reckon the match would have gone pretty much da- down exactly the way it did, where. Daniel Bryan was taken out very early on, if you remember. He didn't do a lot at all, obviously, considering what had happened to him with it, with it just coming out of retirement. You can see why. And I reckon it probably would have been the same sort of thing. Like, Vince is taken out. Shane d- does the majority of it, sort of bumping himself to death. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that uh, it's... Uh, it would have been cool to see. I'll tell you that. It would have been really cool to see. And I mean, listen, getting to wrestle Daniel Bryan and WrestleMania is one thing. But I mean, getting to wrestle Vince is just like, it, it's, it isn't, you might not have a technical masterclass, but for Vince to see enough in you to want to book himself against you at WrestleMania is quite cool. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, Uptown Avondale has said, who even remembers who was on SmackDown at that point? That was a very good time for SmackDown. Like, I liked it. I, I mean, post-draft 2016 is like elite SmackDown. 2016, 2017 is elite. With Jinder Mahal's reign, it sort of devalued it. But, I mean, you had AJ, Shinsuke. You you had a lot of great names on that brand. Cena was on the brand at the time. You had Miz doing great stuff. You had um, Ambrose was injured. You, you had some good names on the brand. I mean, it was it was good. But, uh, yeah, I, w- I would have been interested in seeing that, that tag that, that match. I loved um, 2016 uh, SmackDown. Uh, this is obviously 2017, Hell in a Cell, so towards the end of that year. Uh, at that event, I've just looked it up. Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. Which event, I'll tell you. I've just told you. I looked up Hell in a Cell. Oh, Hell in a Cell, yeah. He beat yeah. Shinsuke. Yes, he did. Um, and then you, Charlotte Flair was also there. Um We've got Shall the Usos be. and New Day Hell in a Cell match, man. One of my favourite matches of recent right. Memory. Gable was tagging with Shelton at the time, which was cool. I mean, Hype Bros, not so much. Uh, Randy Orton and Rusev. I mean, Ty Dillinger. Like there, there's a there was a lot of talent there. Um, it just it's a shame though that when it trickles downwards uh, from Jinder Mahal, that people kind of go, oh, you know, or you forget. I think um, Bobby Roode and Ziggler in a singles match as well. Very forgettable singles match. Like Hell in a Cell. Um, yeah. Was that anyway, for a title? It wasn't for a title, no. The Ziggler oh. Roode match. Apparently not. Oh, no. You're right. I know. I know. Only because I'm reading it, though. Not because it's offhand. Um, let me get to these last couple of Ultra Chats. Matty, the hot Scott, says. <laughs> I've hey, just, just got to bring this up from Uptown okay. David there. <laughs> I was talking to the two biggest wrestling nerds on the planet. I mean, Tempest is not here, but okay. I, uh, I'll i take it. Uh, I, I mean, let it be known that I actually had Wikipedia in front of me then. I didn't just have that to hand. Uh, so come on now, Avondale, you bullish character. Listen, Matty the Hot Scott says, Hey, Alex. Hey, Louis. Hope you feel better soon. Hope you had a good weekend. I've seen grammar raw on youtube and it really looked uh didn't look good i think for me ricochet is the most underused he is so good i feel so sorry for keith lee too impression next week for christmas oh dear we've already had the fire vince uh we've had the uh greg hamilton mate he's gonna come at us again lou war games yeah, we were just doing that, weren't we? No, did he ask was us? Was it not him? I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was maybe just me and you were doing that because I uh, think we were just doing it. We're lunatics, but um, yeah, I feel bad for Ricochet. I feel bad for Keith Lee. Both are really underutilized. I mean, Keith Lee. It's so crazy how him within a couple of days we have reports of him being penciled in for a WrestleMania match with Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. Reports of him being sent back to the PC to train. And then seeing him lose to Miz and Morrison. You're like, how can they all work together in unison? But Only in WWE. That's how. Exactly. Uh, we've got one from Carol Wands. Here she is. Uh, great egg herself. Good afternoon, Alex and Louis. Popping in to drop some cash and say good luck to Louis on Quizzlemania this week. Well done, Carol. Uh, coming in second is not a bad thing. Just don't come in last. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
If you're not first, you're last, in my opinion. Uh, we all know Tempest is retaining. Oh, dear. Uh, we'll still be a fun watch, though. Hashtag Elite Good Egg. Hashtag Team Tempest. I mean, I thought she was Team Louie for a second there, and she just had a, a heel turn mid-ultra mid chat. Mm, yeah. I mean, I always come first, so I'm fine. After all of these, uh, you know, virtual hugs we've given her, Lou, and, and this is what we get. Mm, mm, not happy. You, and you say you're always coming first. Singly, yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, here he is, Adam Pearson, right on cue. Adam Pearson, Alex and Louis, my oh, favorite. Well, I mean, is is our is mine and Adam? Speaking of quizzes, is mine and Adam Pearson's battle for next week confirmed? It is. That is exactly Louis. Why I brought it up uh, on Talk Wrestling next Monday on Talk Sport Two, seven PM, eight forty-five is when the quiz goes down. And that will be Louis Dangor going head-to-head with our very own lovely Adam Pearson. Anything you want to say to the challenger, Louis, being the veteran of the quiz that you are? Yes. I am going to take him down, beat him like I did at Quizlemania when he was on 23, I believe. I'm then going to come on to Wrestling Daily at 9.30 because we're going to have that special show on Monday. And you're going to introduce me as the talk wrestling quiz champion. Don't tell me what to do, man. I'm a grown man. <laughs> well, I will. I will do that for you if uh, if if you are successful. I do think Adam's got something in his locker, though. So let's see. I mean, also, quiz on this year, sorry. Go on. Adam Southfield's right. That's exactly why I said that saying, because it's a great film. Uh, <laughs> Talladega Nights. I'm pretend like I know what it is and nod. But um, <laughs> listen, why, why I'm going to be... Why I'm going to win at Quizlemania this week. Right. Think about it this way. Tempest, yes. You ask him about wrestling from 1936, who won the WWE World Universal Multiversal Champion. He'll tell you. But he doesn't watch current day WWE because it's so bad. You ask him what happens on Raw three weeks ago, he won't know. Me? I'll know. Who has broken news this year? Is it Tempest? No. Is it Ollie? No. Is it Luke? No. Is it Andy? No. Is it Pete? No. It's kind of Andy. I've broken news. <laughs> no, it's not broken news. It doesn't. Yeah, but it's not about breaking news, is it? It's about knowing the news. Breaking news. Breaking. Okay. News. If you say I've so. Broken. If you say so. Uh, Alex, will you still love Louis if he loses at Quizlemania? Of course I will. Louis is my guy, but. I will be have a little bit of dad disappointment, just a little bit, if he doesn't come back with a dub. Um, but deal with you and my uh, you and my actual dad disappointment. I don't, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, look, I still feel like we need a second shot at the tag the tag belts on Quizlemania. I've, uh, we were so close, and Datsun just a goddamn cheat. You you've heard it here first, but I might sacrifice my win. I might say, listen, I'll vacate the title. If you and I get a tag title shot, <laughs> that would be a fine use of your power, Louis. Listen, we've kept the people long enough. Thank you so much for joining us for the first edition of Wrestling Daily this week. Uh, all the best of luck to our good friend Louis Dangor on Quizlemania. You can join me and SB3 for the prelude to that right here on Wrestle 2, and we will lead you straight in to the lovely palms of Adam Blompier and Quizlemania on parts fun known uh, so please do join us tomorrow for a lovely jam pa- i mean that's a 
evening packed because Cruzomania is like seven hours long. And uh, yeah, make sure you join us. Steph Chase will be here Thursday and Louis will be back, hopefully with a crown on Friday. So thank you for joining us, guys. We appreciate all of your great chats, your ultra chats, and we will see you again tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.